take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 20 of Life and Red Podcast. I am joined, my guest today, Jen Wozni. Welcome. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. So you are the founder of Put the Light Here. Yes. Um, and you are an energy healer. I am. So I think first question is, what is that? What does that mean? What is an energy healer? Because I think not a lot of us understand that. So the basic definition of energy healing is the use of energy to, and this will sound really basic at the moment, mm-hmm. this will build up after I say this. So the use of energy to facilitate healing. Energy is um, anything that's non-physical. It's emotions such as love, uh, it's thoughts, it's you know things that come out of a defibrillator is energy to facilitate healing. Um, and so, does that make sense? So yep, yeah. Okay. So following along, that's the basic definition. We can facilitate energy healing in a number of different ways, such as, as I just mentioned, using a defibrillator to start a heart. Mm-hmm. That is a form of energy healing. The way that I and other holistic pr- practitioners do it is generally using the energy of our heart um, to send that energy into someone's physical body. So I am the defibrillator, not that restart, restart someone's heart, um, but sending the energy out of my heart, out of my love, out of my energy field into someone else to help facilitate their healing is a, um, that's something that we would call like Reiki. Um, the practice okay. of Reiki. I've are, heard of that. Right? Um, so laying hands on someone would be a form of energy healing where we're channeling energy out of our heart and out of, you know, source or God or whoever, whatever you, we want to call it, um, channeling it through our body, out of our hands, and into the physical body of our client is a form of energy healing. I do it a little differently than that mm-hmm. um, at a higher level, but that's the basic. The basic. The basic okay. Um I know when you we first started chatting and, and stuff, you mentioned that this was not something you, maybe you always known you, you could do that uh, or had some sort of ability or um, I don't want to misidentify what it is, but you had a totally kind of different career path, different life before you started this. That's right, right? I did. <laughs> okay. So you were government? I was. I, I did a master's degree in national security. <laughs> so what the, I mean that that's a dramatic shift. What what kind of made you go from, you know, full-time job, you know, I'm sure not no pun intended but security. Right. Um in your life and then all of a sudden change to this this whole new area. What what was that like and how did you kind of go through that decision process? Uh it was it was more of a a soul level decision to change my life, um, take it to a higher level. It wasn't anything conscious that I did. I had no idea um, mm-hmm. that it was happening. It just kind of happened. You know, that was the the path I was on led me out of the government into healing. But it was a gradual process at first. So um, I think a lot of us are doing this right now. You know, we we start tinkering with spiritual subjects or crystals or 
um, I don't know, meditation or yoga, mm-hmm. you know, we, that's kind of the gateway into the more fulsome, deeper level of spirituality and, and healing. And so over the years I had, I had done all those things, you know, crystal healing and, uh, yoga meditation, um, while I was working for the government. And then some part of me inside really just wanted to be healed. And so I would literally take vacation days off of work, you know, in my national security job to stay at home and do emotional processing to process my emotional baggage Mm -hmm. on my vacation day because it was so important for me to be whole and healed inside of me. And eventually that need and desire just took over my life. And that led me out of the government um, to be here with you. Mm-hmm. So how long have you been working as a, a healer? A um, couple years, a couple months? I've probably four or five years that okay. I've really been offering it. Um, I had no idea this was inside of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I know that I've been doing it for many, many lifetimes before this one. Um, but the last several years is when I really got into it intensely. Okay. Um, so it's interesting you say that cause you know, coming from like a different perspective of not really knowing too much about this. So you say meditation and yoga, which is pretty acceptable. I guess what you could say mainstream, um, people do it and they, they, they feel benefits and a lot of people swear by it. But then you also talk about things like, Uh, crystal healing which people are a lot more skeptical on so I mean how does it all kind of come together um whereas some it gets like like yoga and meditation get accepted as kind of a a quote-unquote normal practice perhaps and crystal healing is or uh, or others might be a little more like again quote-unquote out there thinking like how does that all kind of come together and get tied together I think if you come to the fundamental idea that all matter is energy, everything around us is energy, even which we perceive as being solid, the physicists will tell us that if you look really closely at it, at this solid table in front of us, it's actually just composed of molecules of energy vibrating in a particular lattice that we perceive to be as solid. So um, that's where, when I say I'm an energy healer or I use energy to facilitate healing, that's where crystals come into play for the sake of healing because a crystal or a stone or a rock has its own vibrational frequency. And some stones or rocks vibrate with the frequency that we perceive as love or that which would be healing and so we're really just using energy deliberately um, for the sake of making ourselves feel better meditation and yoga are fundamentally about um, calming us calming our mind uh, rewiring our brain to be less scattered because we're so scattered these days Mm -hmm. um, with everything around us and going on in our world Um, to focus our mind and to enable us fundamentally to bring our bodies to a state of such relaxation that we can turn inward to find out what's inside of ourselves. Um, 
which is enormous. We are very big, very powerful, very beautiful beings mm-hmm. when we look inside. Um, and so all of these tools are really just helping us get to the same destination of look how beautiful you are inside of yourself. Um, you, you talked about, you know, you take vacation days to um, sort out emotional baggage. Was this, was this kind of like a self-realization moment? Like you just understood that there were things you needed to work out uh, on your own. Um, was it through another method like maybe like you know uh, someone going to therapy and someone pointing it out to you like was there a point where you're where you're like you know what I have some stuff I need to work out um and and this is how I'm going to do it like I'm just kind of trying to figure out how you know you went from working in the government then to um maybe exploring little things you said it was gradual and then like stumbling into the energy part of it and understanding that that actually helps with the emotional baggage and and all that stuff. I'm just trying to understand. So my trajectory, as I call it, was really interesting. I didn't consciously know that there was anything wrong with me. Okay. I didn't have a a mental health issue that we would label Mm -hmm. um, that I decided needed to be worked on. It was actually very different. I just craved. It was more of a craving for healing. Um, And I would take time to look inside of me to notice what needed to be healed. What baggage was there? What emotions had built up over my lifetime that I needed to, oh my goodness, uh, get out of me and heal. So it was... It was a craving. I couldn't get enough of the feeling of being lighter after every time I did this processing or the meditation or whatever it might be that I was doing at the time. I couldn't get enough of it. And so I was just so strongly attracted to the feeling of being healed mm-hmm. um, from yet another piece of baggage. And we have so many because we're, we're human and that's just what happens. Um, generally speaking, not everyone. but And so... The interesting part, though, is that I started with very basic physical level uh, techniques to help me. And so, you know, I was I've naturally been a vegetarian for a long time, but then I became a vegan. And then it was more about eating plants rather than, you know, processed foods. Um, So nutrition became very important. And then um, I don't know, I think I got into crystals, like really basic ones. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I was into aromatherapy. So essential oils and the, you know, how they heal, they can help heal us. Um, And then I did homeopathic remedies, um, which is something that you ingest. It's vibrational medicine because everything is energy, right? Um, And then from there, I started doing the more sort of further out things, the energy-based things like Reiki. So I would get a Reiki treatment from someone because the deeper that I went into my own soul, the more stronger the remedy needed to be to heal that level of myself okay let's explain reiki too just for people Mm -hmm. um what exactly is it where does it come from a little bit of the 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 origins of it so reiki which is spelled r-e-i-k-i um generally is a thousands of years old practice of energy healing using energy that comes out of the human body to facilitate healing it was forgotten for many years and in the 1900s there was a man in japan who basically went in search of 
this lost healing modality. He rediscovered it, and he he was in Japan, so he named it a Japanese word, Reiki, mm-hmm. um, and he founded this lineage of this particular lineage of energy healing, which generally uses energy um, channeled through the human body through the Reiki healer into the patient using the hands so that's laying the hands or that's hands-on healing okay um i mean just to ask the question because i'm sure people are wondering um i'm sure you run into skeptics um or maybe some pushback on some of your uh beliefs and that it's working so my first question is like how do you deal with that or, you know, why do you believe so strongly that this works and works for other people? Um, just to kind of answer that question and get it out of the way. Sure. Well, the one thing that I say to everyone is do what feels right for you. We're all very different. We all come from the same source. Ultimately, we are living as humans, but we're all very different in this moment. And so do whatever feels right for you. Um, energy healing may never be right for you or maybe never be right for someone. And that's totally fine. I'm just here to say it is an option Mm -hmm. and it can work and it can work in minutes, Um, which I think is very empowering to know because we can be free of a lot of emotional baggage, a lot of trauma, a lot of other issues very quickly if we have that level of person working on our behalf. Um, I don't generally encounter skeptics. I try not to attract skeptics. I'm also not here. I'm not here to convince anyone of anything. Um, I just let people know what I offer. And if they'd like to try it, they're welcome to. If not, that's cool. Yeah. Um, The yoga that I'm a teacher of is called Kundalini Yoga. Um, It's a little further, a little more wacky if you've ever seen it. It works. It's so efficient, though. That's why it looks very strange. Um, But the master of that lineage of yoga always said, try it. If you like it, come back. If you don't like it, don't. Mm -hmm. So I would say, try it. If you like it, come back. If you don't, then don't. And that's totally cool. Um, I offer free consultations for people. I think it's very important to answer people's questions before they commit Mm -hmm. financially. Um, and also healing is a very personal process. Um, it's not something to be taken lightly, I think, especially energy healing, because we're literally manipulating someone's soul. Or we have the potential to do that. Mm-hmm. That's a very serious thing. Um, and there are people who do it and don't take it seriously, and they can cause harm. Okay. So. Um, we were talking about uh, off mic, as I was learning a little bit more, so I could sound like I know what I'm talking about. There's definitely... Um, different areas that we can help so my first thing was like is it mental or physical and you said both but then there's also other areas that potentially it could help so what are some of those areas and is it all the same type of method like if you're gonna try to heal something that's physical say you know my neck really bothers me um versus a mental issue is it the same kind of technique are there there different things that you do different methods like what's kind of like some of the process so for me the way that I do it is the same method for any issue okay Um, because what I'm doing is I'm connecting with the soul of the client whoever that might be so I speak with the client they tell me what the issue is it's physical it's mental it's something from another lifetime or it's you know there's like you were saying before we hit record 
my soul is tired. Mm -hmm. You know, people are saying that right now. So I speak with the client, find out what's going on, and then I connect with the energy of their soul. So it's like a cell phone connecting to their cell phone or a cell phone connecting to their switchboard, like the whole network. Um, And it's the energy of their soul that tells me where did the neck pain come from. And sometimes it's from this lifetime. It was, uh, you know, you had a bad soccer accident when you were four. Um, And so, like I said, everything is just energy. All matter is energy. So my job is to manipulate the energy in the client for the sake of healing or facilitating healing to the extent that they want. Um, But maybe the neck pain came from a past life where something really bad happened. When I connect with the soul, it's it's the same mass of energy, um, whether it's this lifetime or, or millions of years ago. So the issue is the same. I have an example, mm-hmm. uh, if you don't mind. Um, so this is a little bit far out, but just all matter is energy, right? And I have the client's permission to share their story. Um, so I had a client who had severe digestive issues for more than 30 years. Um, They had constant nausea. They could barely eat. You know, food just doesn't fit well with their stomach because of what had been going on for 30 years. Um, And so, like, they couldn't do road trips kind of thing, Mm. right? Because their stomach and digestive system just was problematic. And so I tuned in, and I heard uh, pyloric valve. And I don't even know what a pyloric valve is. Um, but I know now because we Googled it, <laughs> that it's something in the stomach. And so I tuned in. I heard py- pyloric valve, um, heard in my inner ear, inner hearing. And when I looked at, you know, in my inner sight, their pyloric valve, it was connected to um, many lifetimes worth of energy where they had to fight for survival. And the energy of fighting for survival was playing itself out in their stomach as if it was acid eating away at the lining of the stomach energetically and so we cleared away that energy of fighting for survival from many lifetimes Um, and before the session ended they said oh my goodness Jen I'm not nauseous anymore and I feel like my eyes are sparkling again Mm -hmm. and they're still feeling not nauseous anymore that that particular healing was permanent um, mentioned a couple things in there just to unpack a little bit. So one, um, you've mentioned several times from another lifetime. Yes. So what does that look like? Is that a, a belief or not a belief? I don't know the correct term, but is that like reincarnation? Is that, that the soul is energy and it just, it transfers? Um, can you explain that a little bit? Take what feels right um, and and discard the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the world's religions even talk about indirectly reincarnation mm-hmm. and the fact that uh, even Catholic Church talks about reincarnation, even though it's kind of hidden. Like you have to kind of look for it and say, oh, my goodness, they, they talk about mm-hmm. reincarnation. Therefore, Perhaps they believe that the soul is eternal or, or whatnot. Um, if you're, if it feels right to believe in reincarnation or the fact that your soul is older than your physical body, um, 
then we do look at the soul as a ball of energy or a bundle of energy um, that comes into a body when it feels like it has lessons to learn or experiences that it wants to have. And at the end of that lifetime, it leaves the body, goes back up into the world of energy. And then at some point in the future, the soul decides, I'd like to have some experiences again, maybe learn some different lessons, come back into a body and, and, and have another life. Mm-hmm. Contrast that with the idea that we only live once and then we die and then we're erased from uh, consciousness and, and, and the multiverse and we mm-hmm. never have, you know, that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're here for 50 years and then we're erased. Uh, so mm-hmm. does that answer the question? Yeah, kind absolutely. Of? Just, okay. and, and just to follow up, would you say this is more, and, and I could be totally wrong, but like, is it, would you classify yourself as like, is it a, a religious belief is it just like energy and spirits and it's not classified as religion? Like what's kind of like the, the, if there is any belief system behind it um, that like that you subscribe to, or is it just kind of like a, a whole being as, a, as you smile and shake your head at me? <laughs> uh, that's a great question though, because a lot of people might think that it is a religion or, or it, what is it? What is it right. that we're even yeah. talking about? Uh, so I don't have a religion. I don't have a belief system. I I know what I know in this moment mm-hmm. and I know that there's so much I have no concept of. And I simply know my own experience with reality, mm-hmm. which is very weird, um, very interesting uh, and changes in every moment. Yeah. And I'm totally open to being wrong. I don't really care. Um, but I know what I've experienced. I know the results that I've gotten for myself with energy healing. Um, or the, or the use of energy, right? Uh, and I also know what I've experienced with clients. Mm-hmm. So it's it just is. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, the other thing I wanted to ask, um, so you mentioned your, oh, sorry, hit the mic, um, inner, your inner uh, hearing, and you said your inner, I, I think it was inner seeing or inner vision. Yes. What, what does that kind of mean? So in the... Uh, psychic realm which is really just cultivating different senses from the five main human senses Um, there are four ways of perceiving the non-physical reality one is clairvoyance or clear seeing and i'll explain that in a minute Um, the other is clairaudience or clear hearing Uh, the third one is clairsentience or clear clear feeling and the fourth one is claircognizance or clear knowing so clairvoyance is really just seeing without the phys- without the physical eyes and it's really just if you were to close your eyes and picture what you ate for breakfast could you see it mm-hmm. can you see it whatever you ate for breakfast i can right but you're, it's not in front of you mm-hmm. so how are you seeing it right so when we perceive generally some people do see with their physical eyes they can see energies and, and energy fields and things like that, which I think would be really cool, but I don't have that. But generally, clear, clear seeing or clairvoyance is just seeing somewhere in your mind in the same way that you would see the memory of your breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, clear hearing is the same thing. Can you hear the sound of your cat meowing or uh, the person you spoke to last? Can you hear their voice? 
Well, probably, yes. But you're not using your physical ears, but there's some sound in there, right? So that's clear, that's clear hearing. Mm-hmm. So when I say I can hear it in my inner ear, that's what I mean. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, it's funny you, you mentioned the other thing because I've, I've met people and one is a good friend that says that they can, they can see mood. Um, oh, cool. So, for instance, like, it, it was really, I don't want to say weird, but it just eerie for me because I would walk in and, and as everybody knows who listens to the podcast, is I have mental illness uh, issues. And she would instantly know as soon as I walked into the room, she's like, are you okay? I'm like, even if I was like smiling, I'd be like, you know, as I point and narrow my eyes, I'm like, what do you mean? Um, is that kind of like a form of all this or is that something separate? Um, like when people could see a mood or see, um, I think it, what is it an, an empath? Mm-hmm. Um, is it kind of like all in the general field of this, this energy? It depends on the way in which they're perceiving your mood. Okay. So if they're seeing with like psychic sight, um, like maybe seeing colors around you that represent uh, sadness or whatever yeah. it might be, then that would be a psychic uh, sense that they've cultivated or has been opened in them. However, there's just a there's also a deeper level of perception when we're really willing to look at a person, because, uh, like I say, all matter is energy and emotions are just energy. And let's say anger, let's just take anger, it's a great frequency. Anger vibrates at a certain frequency of energy. I don't know the frequency, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not uh, into that, but it has a certain frequency of energy. And when that frequency of energy is uh, impacting the cells in your physical body, it will change the way that the cells are structured. Does that make sense so Mm -hmm. far? Mm -hmm. So if you have a lot of anger in you, the cells in your face, will be patterned in such a way that someone who's looking really closely will be able to see that there's anger in your face, even if you're smiling. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So perhaps they were just looking at you really closely to see there's something going on behind that smile Mm -hmm. because energy is patterning your face, which is another reason why Especially after sorry after doing Kundalini yoga, because I said it's it's really effective at cleaning out our emotional fields and our our minds and our our meridians in our body. Um, after doing a lot of Kundalini yoga, people look younger. Oh. Why? It's not because you're burning calories, because Kundalini yoga doesn't actually burn a lot of calories. It's because you're clearing the energy out of your cells, hmm. and so the cells can literally like breathe again and bounce back to, uh, I don't know, what cells look like when they're healthy. Mm -hmm. Because we've released through kundalini yoga or any other technique similar to that, we've released all that negative energy that was patterning the cell to make it look old and aged Mm -hmm. or or whatever it might be. It's kind of interesting uh, now that you say that, if you look at some of the oldest people uh, in the the record books, I guess you could say, they all kind of come from parts of the world um, that, you know, maybe that kind of be- believe or have more traditional Eastern, um, medicines or, or, 
philosophies such as energy healing, right? Like Japan or Southeast Asia, um, China, like they all kind of have these spiritual practices and they all seem to live longer lives regardless of economic impact, which is very anti what us Western civilization kind of believes. Right. Uh, So that's kind of... I mean, I don't know if they they practice this or practice that, but it's just interesting the correlation b- between the two. As, as you say that, I'm kind of like, oh, hmm, interesting. <laughs> they know something we don't know. Yeah, maybe right. <laughs> um, and I assume like that's where most of this kind of comes from, right? Or was it? I I, I don't assume Americans probably picked this up. <laughs> a lot of the indigenous cultures, though. Well, uh-huh. a lot. So. Yes, a lot of it came from Asia and India. A lot of this, many, many thousands of years ago, came out of India and spread. Um, However, the indigenous population of North America, so not not the Caucasians who who came in um, and set up the structures that we now have called education and medicine, um, but the indigenous populations are very in touch with um, the earth, the rhythms of the earth, which is energy. Um, the rhythms of the human body, um, eating with the seasons, which is health and nutrition, um, and also shamanism, which is Mm. energy healing, a form of energy healing. So um, it's kind of us who, uh, it's news to us, but it's thousands of years old. Yeah. So, I mean, there, and this is just coming from me, obviously you believe, but there, if it's been carried on this long, there, there has to be something to it. Um, whether people choose to believe in it or not. Um, I do want to ask, though, do you think it's, I mean, maybe, is it a placebo effect too? Or, I mean, obviously you believe more in that, but I'm just trying to unpack it a little bit for people trying to understand it and maybe thinking to themselves. Um, Is it that the belief that you're helping them get better maybe is helping them get better? Is that a form of energy? I don't know. Um, it, it is, actually. Okay, there you uh, go. <laughs> um, <laughs> just kind of thought, had that thought as as I was saying it. So that's a really great question. Is it just a placebo effect? Or to what extent is some of the results gained from energy-based healing practices placebo? Mm-hmm. Um, there is power in placebo because as um, I want to say Bruce Lipton who's a medical doctor and has a book, Biology of Belief, but I think it's also Greg Braden um, who talk about this, are, and also quantum physicists. Our mm. thoughts program our cells. And so if I have this sugar pill, right, the placebo, the classic placebo sugar pill that I believe is going to cure me of my ailment, my thoughts are saying I'm cured. Therefore, through quantum physics, my cells are responding to that thought. And therefore, I end up being cured. So was it a placebo or, or was it quantum physics and we're labeling it placebo? Yeah. Um, which, so that's really interesting. So our belief does absolutely, because thoughts are energy, right? And that's been shown um, in studies on the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, so sending prayers to someone who's in a hospital bed can actually help t- to facilitate their healing. And those studies have been done and they have actually facilitated healing because what is prayer except positive energy? So that's literally distant energy healing mm-hmm. um, called prayer. Um, what was I saying? 
where was I? Anyway, uh, belief, the belief that we're healing our client, the belief that our could. I mean, it's really just helping the client heal themselves, mm -hmm. right? The belief that our client will be healed is a powerful energy field to generate for that person. Mm -hmm. Is that placebo or are we just calling it placebo because we didn't have uh, an understanding of this level of physics mm -hmm. prior? Um, there's a quantum physicist called Nassim Haramein, and one of his quotes is, the realm of that, we, that which we call spiritual is really just the physics that we don't yet understand. Mm, I love that. Right? Yeah, yeah. That, it's good. <laughs> it's just it's just energy and we are capable of manipulating and changing energy. Yeah, cuz I think a lot of people who might be skeptical of the practices that there's no science behind it. But as you say this, oh, like that kind of is like wait a second, we just doesn't necessarily mean there's no science, it's just that we don't quite understand it or how it all works. Have you ever Googled the science behind energy healing? I never have. If you haven't, then you probably would never have discovered it. Uh -huh. But there's tomes of, of material going back thousands of years, including scientific studies that have been done in the last 50 or so years by our Western culture to say that this is real. Mm -hmm. We just, it doesn't enter into the mainstream society, unfortunately, because for certain reasons, mm -hmm. um, because it would empower people to heal themselves for a very cheap uh, Ooh, manner, right? Yeah, if, if you could heal yourself, right? Exactly, yeah, love so, it. <laughs> but but uh, a really cool thing is um, the some of the world's biggest governments have psychic spies hmm. i've i've i mean i've looked into it a little bit but because there's people who do claim that i mean even alex jones as as he even as someone who whatever he believes in does say that that the government is hiding these types of things i know there's been cia cia documents and stuff where they've tried to train people on this right. there's actually some documentaries on netflix that are quite fascinating with some of all this stuff and people who who also share that. Yeah, and who have written books about their experience yeah. being a psychic spy. Yeah. Um, so that's a form of energy. It's not really healing because yeah. they're not using their gift uh, for the sake of healing, but they're tapping into what I do when mm -hmm. I connect with someone's soul. They're just tapping into, you know, a, a file cabinet in Russia mm -hmm. to read the top secret reports. Yeah. Um, so it's the same thing. So it's... This subject, if you actually put all the material together, the quantum physics plus the, the psychic spying, if you want to look into that, things like that, there's so much evidence out there to say that there is something to it. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Um, I guess, and because and, it made me think of uh, the last episode of the podcast, we were talking about the power of positivity. Mm -hmm. Same type of thing. Um, yeah. Definitely positive, as you are saying, positive energy through prayer the same type of thing when people think positively or are positive about maybe an outcome maybe they were diagnosed with cancer and they're being positive that i think there are studies that show that if you are in a good frame of mind and being positive that it it is beneficial to your uh you know your prognosis uh, and getting better so just to get some confirmations as, as i'm thinking and listening to to you speak that positivity is a, a form of energy healing can I, can what I do you think? That? I'm beginning to believe yes, <laughs> but 
So energy healing is the use of energy to facilitate healing. Yeah. So positive thought is physical matter or energy? Well, that's energy. Right. And positive thought having a positive impact on your body is healing? Yes. So is it energy healing? Yeah. Look at you spin it back on me like that. <laughs> <laughs> so there you, there you have it. That's, that's all kind of... So you're a healer. I'm connecting all the pieces uh, as you're talking. I knew nothing before, but now I'm bringing them all together. It's very interesting. <laughs> it's interesting because people think of, uh, I like bringing things into the mainstream. I like explaining things very simply so that mm-hmm. everyone can understand it. Um, people think of energy healing and they think it has to be some massive concept, right? Yeah. Like, ooh, you have to go to a shaman or, or a, a Reiki master or whatever it might be. But positive thought is energy healing. It is energy being used for the sake of healing. I, ha- I was speaking with someone um, a little while ago and they were they had severe depression and they were going to the hospital to get this new treatment called transcranial magnetic stimulation. And according to the Mayo Clinic in the United States, transcranial magnetic stimulation has a 70% success rate for treating depression, but the doctors don't understand how it works. So this is what transcranial magnetic stimulation is. You go to the hospital, the hospital has this device that they put onto the on your head somewhere, and they turn on a machine, and the machine sends energy into the device and then into your brain. And then you feel better after, I think you have to get like 100 treatments or something like that. Oh. Um, or 30 or a a really large number of treatments in a row. So you go to the hospital, think about what this is, go to the hospital, they have a device, they put it on your head, they turn the machine on and it sends energy into your brain and helps alleviate depression. So I said to this person who is at the end of their treatment protocol for transcranial magnetic stimulation at the hospital, I said, so you've been getting energy healing, haven't you? Mm. They said, oh my goodness. I didn't realize it. The use of energy to facilitate healing. 70% success rate using this machine. Doctors don't understand how it works. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm ch- as, again, as I'm putting pieces together in my head, as you're helping me build the, the, the Lego set here, as we're building the pieces, something like Dr. Ho, uh, the electrical impulses. I don't know what that no, is. No, so oh. it's... Um, uh, the TV ads are forever, and he's not advertising, so no one do that. <laughs> um, but you you put the little electrical impulses on your shoulder or something, and you turn it on, and it's supposed to yes send the it's the, a, sh- the waves through a, you, and it's supposed to alleviate your pain. Yes, I have one. It's yeah. a te- uh, one name is a tens machine. Yeah, it's a. I think you just branded Dermal it. Electrical. Yeah. I'm not sure. Something Again, simulation. now as I'm trying to, oh, do we consider? the electrical things as energy healing and before you turn it back on me i'm going to say yes <laughs> I, was, I was waiting to yeah, do that I, I, I would say yes that it is because you're using i mean energy. it's the same thing vibrations right right and you're to facilitate healing energy healing you can't see me right now but i am flabbergasted that so let's say <laughs> let's say you have a friend who's very upset have and we we really want to comfort them. What's one thing we do? We embrace them in this hug that's filled with love. And it literally is filled with love because mm-hmm. we're just like sending compassion out of our heart into our friend as we embrace them. What's that? Yeah. It's yeah. energy healing. 
Is it not? Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're so powerful. And we don't necessarily realize it. But when we have the framework for that which we do naturally, we can understand how amazing we are. And we can even build on that mm-hmm. to cultivate it further. Because every human has these skills because almost every human probably has wrapped someone in a loving hug, mm-hmm. right? And facilitated energy healing or thought positive thoughts, even sent positive thoughts to someone deliberately to help them. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. And I'm, I'm wondering that, you know, when you think of, say, for instance, like a, a psychopathic serial killer who kind of was, it would almost seem like they were like, I mean, for lack of a better term, lacking or like devoid of positive energy or, or any love, um, compassion, all that things that go into them. And it has a psychological effect on it, on them, right? Like they grow up without understanding it. So I'm wondering now it's like in some way, whether it's through a professional healer or just through ourselves, like that it actually does have a pretty profound impact on our being, um, the, the, this energy, I don't want to say energy thing, but energy, energy has a profound impact on our well-being, whether we know it or not, um, and your upbringing and everything that goes into it. That's me just talking out loud. It's, I don't even know if it's a question, but I'm just like, it's just like kind of like a light bulb moment for me. <laughs> so think about, that's a wonderful observation. And remember that all matter is energy. Mm-hmm. And all matter vibrates with a unique frequency. So we're surrounded by all these different forms of matter, by a cell phone, by a table, things like that. <clears throat> Those are all impacting our own bundle of energy that we call ourself, our human body. and our We, own, we have an energy field. We emit energy. That's just a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, can't see it unless you have that psychic sight which would be really cool to have like I say but I don't have it um so it's interesting we have put wi-fi into elementary schools just to make it more convenient for these little kids to have I don't know laptops or whatever Mm -hmm. in schools these days but there are countries that are now pulling the wi-fi out of the classrooms and banning it from schools and rewiring their internet connection because what's Wi-Fi except energy? Mm-hmm. Um, acting on the energy of a child's brain and heart um, and Wi-Fi is not a healing vibration. And so as you said, the energy that we grow up in impacts us, patterns us at the cellular level. Hmm. Hmm. I'm just, hmm, you know? Um, I don't want to say it's miracle, but like, do you have any, I I know you shared one, but like really great success stories of any clients that you are able to share any things that, you know, that really, really worked for somebody um, that you're able to share. Um. Or things that you're like, particularly like this person came in, and like we we solved it and you're like yeah we did it type thing type moment type client patient i do i don't have their permission to share the story okay so i can share it in a very um general manner yeah 
And I would never include ad- identifiers anyway, oh, even course. if I had their permission. 100%. Um, but I did have someone, when I go to, uh, I do all of my work over the phone because I don't need, the way that I work with energy, I don't need to be physically present with a client in order to help them because mm. I'm tapping into their soul, really. Um, but I also do sometimes work out of uh, a little metaphysical store in Manotic called Green Spirit. And when I'm at Green Spirit, I offer appointments for 15 minutes up to an hour, but I start at 15 mm-hmm. minutes if someone only wants like a 15 minute appointment. And so I had someone come in for a 15 minute appointment. They had walked into the store, didn't even really know who I was, but they were just like, you know, looking for, for healing. 15 minute appointment, they had like severe grief, lifetimes worth of grief. And by the end of the 15 minutes, the grief was gone because we went all the way back in their soul to where it first started, where they first picked up the energy of grief and removed it. And so the the line of energy from that particular lifetime to this lifetime, all that grief just got cleared mm. in a moment. Um, so at the end of 15 minutes, they were like, wow. Mm. Um, hmm. um, I don't know how much you can share about it. Um, how do you go about tapping into the soul so this i i've been trained really well okay i did a what i call the road trip (laughs) when i left the government uh and spirit and my intuition said you need to just sell everything buy a car and drive and I did, and it ended up being a four-year-long road trip. Oh, and I no. was almost in complete isolation. I was being trained by the spirit realms. And my motto for that whole trip was, hard training makes for easy combat. And so I got trained really, really well, um, very intensely. I begged to be in the combat mode, <laughs> whatever that looked like. Um, but so I, I just tap into, I- I'm able to... I'll say it's a skill that I've cultivated Okay. to be able to do what I do and how rapidly I do it. Um, others can do it as well. Mm-hmm. But, but really, it's just turning my awareness to a different level of reality, which is very simple. I don't need anything to help me get there. I just need the person's permission to see the rest of them um, and I'll be shown it because Mm. I've cultivated that skill, but it's as simple as, and you can do it right now if you just, you know, and everyone listening, if you'd like to, um, you're welcome to just close your eyes and and connect with your own soul. Say, my soul, please show me what I look like. And you might see something or you might hear something or feel it or know it. But everyone has that ability. Mm. Is it, and everyone kind of has a unique experience with it. Because it would be depending on what you have. Exactly. Everyone experiences it differently. Everyone's uh, form of communication is different. Um, There's someone I know, she gets her messages, or or at least she did. It was really cute. She's very, she's a foodie. Um, And she gets her messages in in vegetables. Hmm. Uh, (laughs) It's it's cute. It's very fun. Uh, Not all of them, but some of Mm -hmm. them, you know, but other people only see blobs of energy moving and they have to learn how to interpret the blobs of energy so it's it's very unique um which is a a wonderful thing i think Mm -hmm. um one thing we when we were talking about on air uh, or off air sorry um that 
uh, and I mentioned to you that I talk about quite a lot on here, and I think it's almost a theme around a lot of my episodes is kind of the chaos of the world. Um, why the way we are, why the way we are now, um, and it seems different, and it seems that there's a lot of angst, and there's a lot of conflict, and there's a lot of people coming to the forefront with um, with what their thoughts are and their belief, and you know why that's all happening and why it's all kind of happening now. And it was interesting when you we were speaking that you said that's one of the things you like to bring to people's attention because you kind of have some some knowledge and on why this might be happening to all of us or it's happening um so i mean the simple question is like what's going on (laughs) with with the world today in, in some aspects Thank you for bringing that up. I appreciate that. Um, Because I do, as we talked about offline, uh, teach a course on it. Um, Because it's so important for, I feel, it's so important for everyone to know uh, what's going on and why, where we're headed, and how we can, in a healthy manner, get from here to there. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's make sure we don't give the whole course away, of course. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So just a quick plug for the course. It's called Lightworker Level 1. Um, it's on my website, putthelighthere.com. On the events page, Lightworker Level 1, you do not need to be a lightworker or know what that is in order to join. It's all about the curriculum. And I had to pick a label for it, so I called it Lightworker. Um, but basically, the I mean, the good news about what's happening to the world and the chaos and the emotion that we're seeing is we knew it was coming. And by we, who's we? The ancient cultures who are in tune with the earth, who are in tune with the astrology, okay. the plan- the movement of the planets, um, connected to the rhythms of life and the cycles of life, um, have known throughout time that at this point of earth's history, things would begin to fall apart. And things are falling apart for the sake of making them even better. Um, so it's it's fundamentally positive. Um, it's just going to take a lot of work mm-hmm. to get from here to there. And what that's doing also to us, because we're all just energy, right? Is it's bringing stuff to the surface that we have not dealt with before. And it's those things are coming to the surface to say, would you please now heal me so that I can leave and you can feel better. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm wondering if, what you speak of, and you don't have to answer because I'm sure it's in your course, but things that, especially that are up on social media now, are all the issues we're seeing coming from oppressed, traditionally oppressed people, indigenous, um, like people of color, LGBTQ, um, that, as you say that, like, yeah, there's a lot of people saying, like, these are the issues and we've never been healed. And I, we, I just talked about this on my last podcast and she said that, um, talking about inter, uh, I don't want to mess it, intergenerational trauma. Yep. Um, and stuff like that. And again, now I'm putting all these pieces together (laughs) and the light bulb moments are kind of happening. So it's very interesting. Um, but it's all coming to the forefront now and people are saying, it's not okay anymore and they're really stepping up and you know a lot of people are 
some people are just learning about it. Some people are having to face things that may have happened or things they may have done. The Me Too movement, same type of thing. Like all these wrongs that have been kind of committed or have happened leading up into this point really seem to all be coming up now. Yes. All at once. Yep. And a lot of people have trouble dealing with that because it's a lot to to process and it's a lot to understand. And for so long, none of us had to understand it. Um, And, and, you know, it's, it's just, it's so interesting that you bring it up and that you, you speak of it as energy. Um, And then you, you can kind of see it. And I'm trying to, for the, the listener, see it in this, this actual context, this thing that you can actually see happening. So everything that this this part of the conversation might go a little further out than than the earlier part. But yeah. <clears throat> everything is energy. Intergenerational trauma that was left unhealed is energy. Um, and it's a it's a you can see it as a cloud of black energy, intergenerational trauma in the indigenous culture. That's a very specific mm-hmm. thing that we're talking about. But there's trauma everywhere. The The planet Earth itself has undergone trauma from what we're doing to her and how we're treating her, right? Um, so all of that energy, if it's left unhealed, just kind of sinks into the planet to be stored there. Um, as it's now coming up to the surface... If no one had done anything about it and all of this thousands of years of trauma and wounding came to the surface and hit the energy field and the emotional field of all of the humans who are here, we would be so overwhelmed with the amount of stuff we've buried Mm -hmm. over time. And our ancestors have buried Mm -hmm. over time, right, collectively. That we would just, there would be no point in trying to move the earth forward. We'd all just be overwhelmed with our baggage um, and our ancestors' baggage. So one of the things that I was doing on my road trip, and this is how I got trained, or part of how I got trained, was because it's all just energy. And there's this pocket, deep pocket inside of the earth of trauma energy. We, as energy healers, are able to remove the pocket of traumatic energy from the planet and heal it so that what's left to hit the humans, to hit the people, is not as overwhelming, mm-hmm. would not crush them. Do they need, do we all need to face it? Yes, because there's lessons and learnings in everything. We need to learn why we, why we committed these atrocities or why we allowed them to be committed, why we buried them. And, and you know, there's evolution involved, right? Post-traumatic growth comes out of looking at what has come before us and healing it and evolving because of it. Um, But part of what I do on a regular basis is clear the bulk of the energy because it's just energy um, to help this process be as smooth as possible. Mm -hmm. That's the end of my far out section. (laughs) (laughs) That's not far out. It's fascinating though. It is. um, And that, you know, a lot of people are just... They don't know what to do um, with any of this. Um, it's it's totally new. We live in an age where we're so connected to each other, yet so removed from each other with yes. the internet and social media. You know, we're losing some of those. I mean, and now I can understand it as energy, but things like social bonds, uh, 
healthy relationships, um, you know, love and compassion for other people, because it, even like simple conversations, um, like that is all being lost because now we're on our phone. Right. And I, I could be wrong, but like through social media, like does energy like get through um, through social media and through the internet? Does it get limited? Um, you know, how does like that kind of work? So is your question, can the energy of the person creating a social media post transfer the, to the person who reads the social media post? Is I guess that that's part question? of it. Yeah. Uh, so the answer to that is yes. Okay. Uh, absolutely. Especially if someone knows how to use energy. Mm -hmm. So, so not really subconsciously, like if I'm just making a post and I'm not really thinking about it, um, it might work, but maybe not to the extent as say, if you were directly using a post for the specific purpose. Correct. Okay. So that's great. So would it, if let's say you're angry, cause that's just an easy frequency. Like I said, it's not, let's say you're angry, angry right? <laughs> <laughs> and you write a post and your energy is angry. doesn't matter the words you use, but the energy with which you generated that post is anger. Yes. People will feel the anger when they encounter that post. However, if you have been trained in how to manipulate energy and you deliberately want to amplify or channel that anger into the post to have a negative effect on people, then yes, you can make that energy amplified. And so that's why we have to be very careful what we, or I, I hope we would be very careful what we look at, what we engage with. Don't even, just to scroll past it, even if we haven't really looked at it or read it, we're still engaging with that energy from the angry post. And that can have a, a detrimental effect on us. There's a, a part of what I do is shamanic. Um, and so there's a book by a man named Michael Harner, who basically um, traveled the world and uh, met with the world's indigenous cultures and their shamans and really learned what shamanism is at its core like what are the basic fundamental steps that are mm -hmm. included in every shamanic culture um, and help to elevate or re-elevate shamanism on a global scale because it was basically wiped out uh, over the last few hundred years by the church mm -hmm. um he has a book called cave and cosmos it's, he wrote it near the end of his life and it's just the highlight of everything that he's uh he's encountered and learned in his book, it was really interesting to hear him talk about how a shaman, because I, I know this and I do this, but he even, to, to see someone admit it and talk about the dark side of using energy, um, he would talk about how a shaman is so aware of their thoughts and the power of the energy behind their thoughts that they would never consciously send a negative thought, opinion, or judgment to another human being because to do so would be a psychic attack. Hmm. So it kind of, does it feed off each other? Does energy feed off it itself? Like if I put out bad energy and you put out bad energy, like, does it like snowball like does it get that effect like if if it's everyone's really negative like and maybe that's kind of what's going on like a lot of people are negative about a lot of things so that like does that amplify the negative energy in you if other people are being negative type thing that's a great and very insightful question um i teach about this in level one especially okay. 
Uh, I'll answer the question, though, but I want to say I teach about this in level one because part of how we get through this shift, whatever's happening to the planet, right? Part of how we get through it is to heal ourselves because we are beings of energy. There is so much negative energy floating around and energy is magnetic. And so if I have a molecule of anger in my anywhere in my body or my energy field and I pass through a cloud of angry energy, there is the potential that I magnetically my anger my little molecule of anger joins with the cloud of angry energy and i feel it and mm. it's intensified in me um so yes it can snowball it can um if there's enough of a cloud of energy or like a, a big enough an intense enough uh package of energy mm -hmm. or ball of energy it can form its own consciousness it can take on a life of its own um part of what i do is uh energetic security because this is such a big, um, big subject is uh, negative energy that's around us affecting us and we don't know it. So sometimes we get angry for no reason and we, we're just in a bad mood and we're swearing or we're, you know, slamming stuff and it has nothing to do with ourselves. It's the energy around us or the energy that we passed through that's influencing our thoughts and our behaviors and that's really powerful to know because some of the things we feel say or do are not generated by us they're actually mm -hmm. caused by something external and we don't need to have that happen to us um, so energetic security is how i how i brought my master's degree in national yeah. security into my current life I actually do security more now than I ever have in my government mm. career. Really, eh? Yeah. Interesting. Um, what are, I want to touch on this, uh, the the level one. So what are the types of things that, you know, if people want to look into it, um, that you, you go about and you um, you discuss and you, you, you teach and you go over? Um, so I think level one has... I think 12 modules okay. um, to it. Um, I actually started my teaching career teaching um, Homeland Security. Um, so everything that I do is really, uh, I like to be very clear and mainstream, even if I'm talking about a spiritual subject. Mm -hmm. um, but level one talks about generally what's happening to the world. Why is this happening? How we actually knew it was coming, right? Um, what's the trajectory? Where are we going? What does mm -hmm. this mean for Earth and humanity as a whole? Um, and then how to get through it safely. So what this earthly, earth-wide change is doing to our emotions, to our physical body, um, how do we address that? Um, I also talk about the characteristics of light energy and dark energy, or light and dark writ mm -hmm. large. So that we can start identifying what in our lives is good for us and what might be manipulative or an illusion or just wrong. Um, and I, I, I explain this very, I give a checklist of how to identify light versus mm. dark so that we can now go forward making decisions with full information. Um, I also talk about um, uh, what is called the light workers. Um, basically souls who are here to bring light and love to the planet. How do you know if you are one? 
we don't have to wear the label, but mm-hmm. it's useful to have a label sometimes. Um, how to know if you are one and to what extent you're, you're here to do light work. Um, and then I also talk about uh, discernment is really important to me, how to discern messages and information, whether it's right or wrong or to the extent to which it's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably one of the most important things that I ever teach is how to evaluate a spiritual message. Um, and any message, but especially in the spiritual community, there's a lot of stuff that's pretending to be light and it's not to pretending to be healing and good for us. And Mm. it's not, um, it's just pretending to be, um, deliberately. And then also etiquette, uh, etiquette is really important to me and just to our world because there are a lot of people who are doing things out of ego, um, but saying that they're being helpful and it's actually causing harm. Um, and just being respectful and having etiquette, I think, is a, a good human quality to cultivate. Mm-hmm. So that's level one, which is the prerequisite for level two, in which I go further into the world of energy, how to use it, um, awakening, consciousness, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, it's a series of courses and they build on each other. Okay. Yeah. So level one, April 27th, 28th. Mm-hmm. Um, people just go to your website for that, yes. correct? Mm-hmm. Putthelighthere.com. Uh, yes. I'll make sure I share that link. Um, and then level two is a little bit later in June, 15th and 16th. Yeah. Perfect. In Ottawa. Perfect. So if you're listening in Ottawa, uh, we'll share the link and you can check that out. Um, is there a final kind of takeaway you want people to really understand about what you do um, and that, like, they can they can use moving forward, uh, going about their lives? The most common feedback that I hear from clients is, I feel lighter. I feel lighter. After a 15-minute appointment or a 90-minute appointment, I feel lighter. Because what we've done is removed, generally, removed the heaviness the energy that was weighing down our heart or somewhere in our body um and it's a it's a fairly simple process you know after being trained Mm -hmm. um it's a fairly simple process it can happen in as little as 15 minutes um and there's we can do it for our own self as well Um, You don't necessarily need someone to heal you or to do energy work on you. Um, I'm happy to help, though, Mm -hmm. of course. Um, But everything is energy. We are big and powerful beings. We come straight from source or however we want to call it. Um, And if we'll only go within, we'll find this unlimited potential that is wondrous um, and peaceful. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this has been a fascinating and interesting conversation because, you know, when you first came on, I had nothing, no idea, but you, you kind of get the, the skeptic thing going on and you put it so eloquently and beautifully in, in terms that like, again, you, you, I, you saw it, people listening, you could see it, that the things were going off in my head. I'm like, oh, oh, right. So thank you for that. Um, and, uh, very enriching for me. Um, where can people find you on social uh they can connect with you they can look into booking your services mm-hmm. thank you um 
Everything, my website is a jumping off platform for everything. So the website's putthelighthere.com. However, all of my social media is at putthelighthere. So Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest. I do have a YouTube channel. I I don't know the address for it. It's it's put the, the light here. Yeah. <laughs> but um but everything is available straight from the website put the light here, okay. which is a declaration. This is where I want the light. Okay. Put it here. Um do you do like do you ever write articles, share articles or do videos on any of this type yeah, of stuff of course. too? Yep. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so, so people can go check that out. Awesome. So I have um I do services, appointments, um for many things. I offer courses. Um I also do a weekly healing call. Um, so this is maybe a nice thing to share for anyone. If the, if my appointments are out of the budget, I offer once a week, every Wednesday, it's a teleconference call. It's available all over the world. Um, so all you need is a phone or an internet connection to access it. We do mindfulness meditation. I connect people with their higher selves or their soul Mm -hmm. to get messages. Then I facilitate healing on everyone who wants it. And then we do 30 minutes of Q and a. So if anyone has a question about life, then they, I'll, I'll do, I do my best to answer it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's $15. So that's every Wednesday. Then I have a blog. Um, so I write articles on energy healing, I don't know, wellness, written, yeah. like a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I recently did my first video. Oh. Uh, so, so I'm, I'm kind of proud of that. Uh, and I did an energy update of January through March, 2019, why people are feeling the way they are, why we had so much loss in March. There were a lot of people who transitioned out of the body in March 2019, Hmm. why that happened. Um, So I do do videos. I also have a store, so I sell crystal jewelry, Okay. if anyone's interested. Um, So got a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff, yes. But full spectrum. Yeah, but it's um, (laughs) it's fun. Well, it's fulfilling. Yeah, well, thanks for making the time to coming on. Thank Um, you for having me. Yeah, no problem. So again... Level 1, April 27th, 28th in Ottawa. You can check everything at putthelighthere.com. If you'd like to follow me, Life in Red Pod on Twitter, Life in Red Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Jen Wozni, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate it. Bye, everybody. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes.